Well, the Mets got plenty of offense on Tuesday and Wednesday, but Thursday the bats were dry. Jose Quintana with a strong debut, but the Mets could only muster two runs against the White Sox. They win the series two out of three, but still are seven out of the wild card with a big trip to Boston coming as the Mets try and figure out, are they buyers, sellers, or in between? We'll look ahead to this weekend series at Fenway Park as we're joined by a diehard Red Sox fan. She's part of the BetQL Sports Betting Network with Odyssey Sports. Lucy Burge is going to join me. It's all coming up next on a new episode of Amazing But True from the New York Post. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next? Last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. Queens, New York. Mets take the field. So amazing. Amazing but true. Orange and blue. So amazing. Here's the pitch. New York folks. It's out of here. We got you. Welcome back to Amazing But True, our New York Mets podcast from the New York Post. I am your host, Jake Brown. Make sure you subscribe to that New York Post Sports YouTube page to watch full episodes of the show, Apple, Spotify, Google, Amazon, wherever you get podcasts to listen to Amazing But True. I'll be joined in just a little bit by a friend of mine. We've never linked up, but finally she will come on the show because the Mets do go to Boston this weekend to face the Red Sox, and she is a diehard Sox fan. She's always at Fenway, and she does a great sports betting content with BetQL with Odyssey Sports. Lucy Burge is going to join me in just a bit on the trip to Boston that I probably am not making anymore. I was trying to make, but the Mets have been frustrating, and it is expensive to go there and finding somewhere to stay and getting there and back. It is just too much of a hassle. So a slight chance I go Saturday, but likely not going to make the trip to Boston. And partially because this team is incredibly infuriating to watch. You almost forget Thursday that they won Tuesday and Wednesday because they just can't score Thursday. And Drew Smith freaking sucks. I mean, how the hell is Drew Smith, folks, charged with just one run? I know Pete Alonzo makes the error. He's got to make that play. And Pete Alonzo is right around 200 right now. It is very alarming watching him play baseball. He's hitting 204. He makes that error. Drew Smith ends up imploding. Three hits, a walk later. It's four runs in total. And those are the difference. Listen, the offense is to blame for Thursday. They did not hit enough on Thursday. I mean, Omar Narvaez was their offense with his first homers a Met, which took till July 20th, by the way. This guy got a two-year, $15 million deal. I know he's hurt for a bit, but 
and hasn't really played. But man, what a, what a fall from grace for Omar Narvaez, who was supposed to be the Mets starting catcher. Now you'd be a clown to replace Francisco Alvarez, whose month of July has just been remarkable. But the offense didn't do enough, and I get that. But my God, Drew Smith, you want to talk about Buzz Killington. Every time he goes out there, he gives up runs. I said Phantom IL trip. I tweeted at Jake Brown Radio, and everyone replies and quotes it with, how about real IL trip forever or DFA, as Frank the Tank tweeted me. And they're not wrong. You're probably not going to DFA him just because their bullpen is not very good. You know, there's not many options. But can you make up shoulder inflammation or something and just send him packing for a while? Because I am so sick and tired of watching Drew Smith. He stinks. Sticky stuff ain't helping. No sticky stuff. He is not a good relief pitcher. What we keep saying is Billy Epler building him as a big piece of this bullpen was alarming. And once Edwin Diaz went down, Drew Smith's role got bigger. Jose Quintana making his season debut today. I thought he was fine. I thought he could have went out there for the six. He was at 77 pitches, no walks, good job with command, six hits, soft hit contact, two runs, three Ks. So a strong debut for Quintana. And that's what you want out of him. But I mean, 77 pitches, I thought he could have got to 85. At least let him, it was too much of these pulling guys and making them feel good about themselves. Put him out there for another inning, a couple of batters and see what happens. Get him to 85 pitches. Maybe it's two batters and then bring someone else in. But the Drew Smith show has got to end. It really does. It is just so hard watching him pitch. And for the Mets offense, this team here with 11 days now until the trade deadline, you know, they're limping into that deadline. They're limping into Fenway Park this weekend, or I guess they're taking Tylenol to Fenway Park. I don't know. Starling Marte migraines. He is now on the IL. He won't be able to come back now as that was retroactive to the 17th until next Thursday, which is the final series before that trade deadline as the Nationals come to City Field. It's three in Boston. It's two Yankees, Subway Series in the Bronx, and then four against the Nationals, and then the trade deadline before they go to Kansas City. And Tommy Pham exits the game on Thursday as it seems like maybe hurt that groin again. The Mets continue to just waste roster spots. Now, if Pham... It's hurt. I.L. trip him. Like, if he can't play, can't run, you got to put him on the I.L. And what other things have to happen here for the Mets to call up Ronnie Mauricio? Starling Marte's going to the I.L. Tommy Pham's hurt. Do not call up Danny Mendick. Please. Now, Mark Vientos was pulled from Syracuse's lineup Thursday, so it might be Mark Vientos coming up here again, which I'm fine with. You know, we'd love to see Mark Vientos again. But what other injury has to happen? Because if Ronnie Mauricio is not going to the Boston with the Mets, it means they're waiting till the trade deadline to call him up. And they're doing all they can here to hold him until August when maybe four guys are gone, when Robertson may be gone, when Pham may be gone if he's healthy. You know, I don't know if a team's going to trade for him if he's on the IL. Now, if he were put up on the IL tomorrow, he'd be to, to come back for the 31st or the 1st and be ready for whatever new team he would go to. But what what else has to call? I mean, what else has to happen? And Inter Nick Guzman tells me Vientos is getting called up per Andy Martino. So Mark Vientos will get the call. I assume he's replacing Marte. The Marte IL decision happened uh, right as the game was starting, pretty much. You know, they were thinking he could be good to potentially uh, play in Boston. But now he's on the IL. So it'll, it will be Mark Vientos getting his second shot here. You know, he showed some signs, but again, didn't play. It's time to play him. They're unsure 
if Tommy Pham will go to the IL, but Vientos is here. He'll replace Marte. And then if Pham goes to the IL, give me Mauricio. Enough of defense this, defense that. DJ Stewart dropped the ball in right field. I'm sure Ronnie Mauricio will be fine. A real chance here. And, you know, it was nice to win those two games, but a real chance for the Mets to get within six and maybe give you some life going into Boston. Six games, a solid Red Sox team, a Yankee team that is struggling mightily, and then a last place Nationals team. You're thinking maybe we could get around 500. They came in today five games under. Now they're six, but they lose. Phillies lost. They could have been within six. Now they're seven games back and a real chance thrown right out the window. The good news this week, you know, like I said, Quintana was good. Verlander was vintage. Verlander Wednesday, he was fantastic. And Tuesday, they scored 11 runs. I mean, Tuesday's win, you almost just, you breathe a sigh of relief. It was 11-4. It became 11-10 with the tying run at third and the lead run at second in the ninth inning. And Robertson got out of it. A deep breath of fresh air that they pulled that off because they almost collapsed. You want to talk about bad relievers. They trade for Trevor God. He has just been awful, too. Tuesday, I was lucky enough, thanks to Cadillac. They put me in the Cadillac Club Tuesday. And I sat with Mr. and Mrs. Figueroa. So Figgy's parents, and we had a blast. Mr. Figueroa, a, a passionate fan, was high-fiving them. He was telling me stories. Great people, the Figueroas. Maybe I, maybe I like Mr. Figueroa Sr. more than Junior. Figgy will never know, because I don't think he listens to these Thursday episodes. Maybe he does. We'll find out on Monday if he does. But, yeah, great time in there. He had the mozzarella frites. I was having wine, Blue Moon, Diet Coke. Uh, they had meatball sliders. They had fries. I didn't have a hot dog. They had um, these chicken. I think it was like chicken marsala skewers that were very good. Chicken fingers. I had some of those. So it was eating good in the hood in the Cadillac Club. And the speakeasy, it is beautiful in there. Definitely worth it. And it'll be cheaper, I'm sure, on the secondary market if people want to go in August, September. It's worth trying it for a game. It's fun. It feels like you're on the field. I know people, the view, people say the fence isn't great. I like it down there. But uh, it's a good time. So that was good. Stuart homered. Alvarez. Beatty came around with homers in back-to-back days. You know, like I said, Wednesday Verlander was vintage Verlander. Nimmo's been hitting the ball well. You know, there's some good things happening. But overall, you're six games under. You're seven out. Bams hurt. Marches to the IL. Now, Bucker, call Vientos here. Play him. Play him every day. Put him at DH. Enough of Vogelback. Enough of Guillaume. Give me Vientos. You wish Vientos could play a little second here because if you could put Beatty at one, Vientos the other, you'd be in a better position, I think, to have some versatility. But if Fam's out, you're going to have to move some things around here. Unless Vientos is going to play left or Beatty plays left. Beatty has played left, but he's not great defensively. It's going to be interesting to see how they work this going into Boston, what they do with the lineup. 45 and 51, 66 games to go. Three Boston, two Yankees, four Nats. You got nine games left to the trade deadline, and a seven and two would get you over 500 and get you to maybe kind of be buyers, as it depends what the other teams do. But we'll see what these Mets got. Red Sox are playing pretty, pretty well. They're one of the best offenses of baseball right now, and this will be a good series at Fenway Park this weekend. And to talk about this weekend at Fenway Park, we'll be showing next here. On Amazing But True by a girl who loves to go to Fenway Park. And he talks sports betting at BetQL. Lucy Burge is joining me next. I'll have a 
Caesar salad, please. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We're back, Amazing But True podcast. Jake Brown at Jake Brown Radio at Amazing But True with a special guest in the building coming from Beantown, Lucy Burge of BetQL Odyssey Sports. Check her out. Follow her on Twitter at Lucille Burge. Now, your full name is Lucille, correct? Correct. Yes. Uh, the uh, the person who the, the wonderful person who took Lucy Burge uh, will forever be blocked and reported by me because I wanted that account so badly. It's too late now, I think, to switch. But that person uh, really catapulted the Lucille Burge brand. Yes. I wanted to add Jake Brown, but Jake Brown's a much more common name than uh, Lucy Burge. And he said he's got offers for like thousands. I'm like, I'm not giving you a thousand dollars for a Twitter name, but there's a few Jake Browns. I know the one on Instagram just got drafted by the Royals is a Jake Brown. So I've talked with him. So my brother from another mother, unfortunately, I was only good at eating and not pitching. Um, And we were talking about you got to make your city field trip to eat Fenway Park this weekend. What what are you like if I do end up going on Saturday, which is like 50 50. Besides the Fenway Frank, Lucy, what are we eating at Fenway Park? You know what is the uh, the other second? It's it goes Fenway Frank, and then you know what? No chicken tenders that they have. It's it's debatable. Of people don't like the chicken tenders. Some people do. I adore them because it pairs well with the Pinot Grigio that they have at the park, which is in a can. Which I also really like it. They always offer you the the wine little cup or the can, and I always just take just the can. I think it's perfect for a ballpark, but that's the only place I've ever seen it in a can. So I'm super boring when I go to Fenway and eat stuff. So it is that or a pretzel. Not only pretzel, unsalted pretzel is what I do. I actually or- don't mind an unsalted pretzel. I'm with you. I, I think they're underrated. I don't because the overdose of salt kind of ruins it, and then it's spilling in your face. Then you I get a it- pretzel in my beard, and you get salt in your hair. It's like a whole thing. I know it's that's my issue, but it's like a a whole like you wanted to keep it as simple as possible. That's why I go Fenway Frank, no toppings, or pretzel, no salt, or chicken tenders, dip it in nothing with French fries. So this is just... like the polar opposite of city field. This is why you need to go to city because I'm literally eating uh, cinnamon sugar pretzels with ice icing, lobster rolls, like chicken parm heroes. And here you are eating a chicken, a raw chicken finger, a raw hot dog. And that's it. So this is uh, literally the opposite, because as soon as like food at Fenway is it probably is better than I. But I stick with those three things. So I don't branch out into the i get they have lobster rolls they have things like that but it is nothing like city field you don't see the food at fenway being tweeted out like 
at City Field. It is so Instagrammable, first of all, but I need to come to City Field, make my second trip ever to City Field to get the milkshake with the donut on top. I am pumped to get that. Also, the cinnamon thing that you were eating looks absolutely delicious. And I need a boozy bucket. I need my own boozy bucket with the handle carrying that around. It's going to be like splashing around, but um, that is hysterical to me. The fact that they even have that because this is the season to have that. I would say, I'm sorry, the Mets are having a tough time, but the, the boozy bucket I think is so appropriate for right now. This is boozy bucket season. Listen, city fields milkshake indeed does bring boys to the yard um, and girls. And it's, it's beautiful. Now I I've said on this show, I'm slowly becoming lactose intolerant. I will eat cheese, but milkshake gets to me. So you got to carry lactate pills around, which I've only had when I had my wisdom teeth out when I had ice cream. So I haven't like dabbled too much into the lactate department. I've got to be careful saying that word. You miss a letter or two. It's, it changes (laughs) meaning completely, but um, yeah. Well, I now have my Instagram caption for when I take my picture with my milkshake donut like milkshakes bring all the girls to the ball yard something like that we'll we'll workshop that i I take partial credit for that one but yes the the, (laughs) i believe it's a rum bucket now they emailed me today it was only fitting that the the mets drove me to drink for they're sending me a bottle of whiskey it's like they partner with the mets hudson whiskey and i immediately had like 10 people be like that's my favorite whiskey get me a bottle i'm like give me one bottle i'm not going to cut the bottle in eights and, and give you all a shot um, I guess You're the whiskey par- connect are at the Browns. Yeah. I guess I got a whiskey plug, even though I'm a vodka, white wine, high noon guy. Uh, I am, I am like a, a basic bitch, as they say, when it comes to, uh, drinking There's white wine and claws and high noons, um, uh, which you'll have to drink this weekend at Fenway park as the Mets take on the Red Sox. You got one underachieving team in the Mets and arguably Lucy an overachieving team in your Red Sox who are 51 of 46 ahead of the last place Yankees. Let me say that because I really enjoy it. Last place, Yankees. Who would have thought your Red Sox starting the season, they came in, what was it, 78 and a half was the number? Yeah, uh, that was the total, but I but I got them at over 80 wins ahead of the start of the season. So now it's up to 83 and a half as last I saw it. I'm taking the over on that too. And this listen, team. this is one of the best offenses in baseball. Are you shocked with what you've seen? And, and should we be worried as Mets fans this weekend? Um, you should be very worried as Mets fans. I, I will say the Mets are my National League team. My mom grew up a huge Mets fan, so it is tough for me to see the Mets doing so poorly. However, I will have to support the Red Sox. I will be in the building tomorrow night to see uh, Kodai Senga against Cutter Crawford, who uh, I've been a fan of Cutter Crawford. So um, he follows me on Instagram and we uh, I've I've talked to Cutter Crawford. So I think that I will be rooting for him. And Kodai Senga, I, he was he was my pick for something. Said NL could not have been said. No, it was something before the season. Uh, not so much anymore. So I am rooting for the Red Sox, although it hurts my heart. Although I am excited to see the Mets in person because the last time I saw them in person was City Field in 2019. So I haven't seen them in years up close. And it was the uh, 69 Mets old timers day that day. I went with my mom and my brother and my my mom still talks about that day. The last time I was at City Field, she had the best time. It was for Christmas. We got her a record player and she listened to her 69 Mets record for the first time she said in decades. So that was a big day. And we all met the Mets and greeted the Mets, and it was very exciting. But I will have to put all of that aside this weekend 
to root for the Red Sox because I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised one bit that this offense is so good, that the vibes are so high. I am uh, not, I'm impressed by what they've done, but not shocked at all. No. Yeah. And you know, you got a potential favorite for rookie of the year. Masataka Yoshida, 317, 11 homers, 50 RBIs. You got our old redhead sensation, Justin Turner, who I believe is on an 18 game hitting streak. I mean, the bats and vibes are good. I mean, two and a half out of the wild card in what's a pretty good wild card race in the American League with some good teams there is not too shabby. So going into, you know, about 10, 11 days here to the trade deadline, I got to think the Red Sox are buyers, right? Yes. Oh, so I am very intrigued to see what they're going to do. Yes, I think they will be buyers. And will it be Shohei Otani? Uh, time will tell. I think that would be the biggest thing that has ever happened to this team apart from the 2004 World Series win. I can't, I mean, this, he's the greatest baseball player to ever live. So if the Red Sox got Shohei Otani, which I don't think will happen, but in my dreams, in my heart, I really, really say yes, it will happen, but realistically, no, it won't happen. But I I would think that would be almost too much. Like it would be so, to comprehend it would be too much for him to be, even, even if he played for the Mets, Shohei Otani in New York, I, I comprehending that is just beyond your wildest dreams. But could we see it? Maybe. Probably not Boston. But yes, I would think they'd be buyers because they have to do something. Because there is a part of the fan base that is freaking out and a part of the Fireheim Bloom fan base that is very disappointed in what is going on. So I would I think see a so. lot of that. I see a lot yeah. of the Fireheim Bloom, and I'm like, they're over 500. They got a great offense. Um, you won a World Series, what, five years ago? I mean, you yeah. got a couple World Series under your belt. I mean, God, I would, I wouldn't. Red Sox are my AL team. I don't follow them as that closely, but not that I want them to win or I'll be happy either way because the Mets' lives are on the line right now in the next week before the trade deadline. But I would think Red Sox fans should be a little bit more happier. I don't know what the Heim Bloom firing because I see that all over Twitter and you get the tweets all the time. I sure do. And here's the thing is that it's the same with the Mets, though. Part of being a fan of these teams is being a masochist and needing something to be mad at and being angry about everything all the time. So if things are going well, you have to say, well, but he put together this team that lost to the Pirates earlier. They got swept by the Pirates earlier this season and lost the series to the Oakland A's. And you have to be mad about that because you need an outlet for it. That's so when the team is doing well or not doing well, Heim Bloom gets all the flack for that because of many reasons that fans can come up with because they are just angry. And then part of that, like when they're not doing well, yeah, you, you get angry. And sometimes it's a little more fun to bathe in the uh, like Frank the Tank type of stuff is is like, yeah, it makes for a good outlet for getting angry. But it's not fair to pin it all on Heimbloom because he he's doing what he is told to do. I think he is doing what John Henry wants him to do. And I that's why I don't think his job's on the line at all. And I think that's probably why he's tuning out all the noise is because he's doing what he's supposed to do. So and I think it will it will pay off in the end. Yeah. And the pitching is I mean, for both these teams, for the Mets, Verlander Scherzer, the starting pitching has really doomed them. The bullpen has doomed them. But the Red Sox is the same thing. The offense is A-OK, but, you know, without Chris Sale with some questionable starting pitching in a bullpen, I think pitching has been uh, your big issue and maybe what people are mad with Bloom about. 
Oh, for sure. Because the pitching has, I mean, there's two starters now, maybe, maybe two still, but not Brian Bayo anymore, who you can count on. Bayo was a huge disappointment with his last start was an absolute disaster. Cutter Crawford though, has kind of come into the picture as a, a, his last start was outrageous. He's nine strikeouts and six innings. No, he didn't give up any hits or runs. And so he could take Bayo's place as the only two. It's James Paxton and Cutter Crawford now, I guess, who are our starters who you can really count on. But both teams have come into some bad luck. Chris Sale, but even before the season with Edwin Diaz, like the, that was where I maybe, I'm, I'm, I don't know, but maybe you thought, okay, this season is under duress. <laughs> yes, I was very mad that night. I was screaming and yelling. I was like, I hate the WBC. Yeah, no, that was the, that was a heartbreaker. That's one where screaming and yelling and maybe throwing your TV out the window is appropriate. Yes. And unfortunately, the rent in New York is too high for me to throw my TV out the window. I got utility bills to pay here uh, in Astoria, Queens. Well, we got a couple of good pitching matchups. It'll be Friday night, Sanga versus Crawford. And yes, you'll enjoy seeing Sanga. You get to see the ghost fork ball up close. Saturday's afternoon game, Scherzer versus Paxton. And then Sunday night baseball. Man, I really want to go this weekend because it would have been cool to see a Sunday night, to see you, to see all the people up in Boston. My uncle, the one weekend he's not there is this weekend, he lives out there. So the rent is too damn high. The hotels are too damn high around oh, Boston. You better believe um, they are. And if you ain't going with, if you ain't bunk bedding with people, you're screwed on your own. The hotel fees are too high. And then Sunday is everyone's favorite TBD versus Carlos Carrasco. So some, the, the primetime audience is not getting the best pitching matchups, but you got good ones Friday, Saturday. How do you see this pl- uh, series playing out, Lucy? Do you guys take two out of three? Do we take two out of three? What happens? Red Sox sweep. I, it's gotta be because what they, this is what they do. They lose a couple games and then they win five in a row and then they lose three in a row and then they win four in a row. They just lost two in a row. So I think this is a bounce back series and they will sweep the Mets as much as, you know, that's sad for all of us. It's not as sad for me, but Sunday night baseball would be great. I am excited to see the ghost fork ball sitting right behind home plate is where I will be. And I, I, it, these, these are incredible. So I will see the pitch come right in and I cannot wait to see that. This is like, the more I think about it, the more it's dreams do come true because to see that up close is going to be absolutely outrageous. Well, you have tweeted the queen of the dong. So the queen of the dong sitting as close as possible. It doesn't get any better than that. Fenway Park, you're there. You live near there. You're by there. You're home. It's just the aura of the stadium is great. I've been there when I was a kid. My dad won an auction and I got to sit in the green monster sheets and go in the field for BP. Oh, my God. Years later, I could get a credential if I want to be on the field. But was I remember David Ortiz's bat was in the dugout. I just took a picture next to his bat. And uh, there, it, ha- it has that vibe to it, this this magical baseball vibe. It's not the place where they do, like City Field, the T-shirt toss. They do giveaways. They do the Ford. You pull the truck in to win a $4,000 off a of Ford. It's very much just baseball, play a song, and back to baseball at Fenway, right? Oh, definitely. I mean, it's it's my home. Been going there my whole life. I thought about it. The the two places that I have re- been to, return to every like step of my life, Fenway and my childhood home. Like those are the two, every different era of my life has been at Fenway. Every kind of emotion or life change I'd been at Fenway and every, they felt at Fenway. And so whenever I go there, now I live, I mean, my walk to Target is right by Fenway. So I, I walk by it quite a bit, but going to games, a whole different thing. 
So whenever I go, it's like you're home. It's just, it's very, um, it is very like you play the organ, then you get back to the game. You sing Sweet Caroline for whatever reason, and then you get back to, I'm not a Sweet Caroline fan. You can't That's- skip over that fact. That is a somewhat controversial take. It is. Explain why you're not a Sweet Caroline fan. The song is so creepy. It is written about a 10-year-old Caroline Kennedy. She was 10. And he's saying, touching you and touching me. It's weird. It is very weird. And I remember even not knowing what the song was about, being there with my family and being like, touching me, touching. I'm like, that's really weird to even sing like as a kid with your parents. It's weird as hell. So I have never, I'm just very uncomfortable singing. You know what? It's just not a safe space for me to sing that song but no it's uh i'll i mean i'll like i sing it a little and just be like all right when is this over it's so dumb take me out to the ball game however great tune love it i will sing i will belt the hell out of that song yeah i mean peanuts cracker jacks or cracker mm. jills they might have to rewrite it now for cracker jills um because yes, they should. You know, i mean that's how why i should not sing it from now on yeah <laughs> peanuts <laughs> and cracker jills doesn't have the same ring to it uh, yeah, but interesting. I never I never thought about that with Sweet Caroline because you're always usually at like just like a bar drunk singing it and you're just touching the random person that's next to you. So I guess it, it is kind of weird when you dive into the lyrics. So I think I've heard that from a few diehards who like are sick of it. But then there's the old school fan, I guess, who loves it. Sick of it's part of it, but also there's the element of there have been times like last season when they are losing, you know, 23 to five, let's say, and the eighth middle of the eighth car, the end of the eighth comes and you play Sweet Caroline. It's like, I'm not saying this is so good. This is a horrible song to sing right now. And they should at one point last season, I thought they should replace it with Free Fallen because that's how badly they had gotten at the end of the season, because that would be perfect. Everyone's singing Free Fallen near the end of the game it's just not appropriate when they're losing so badly they should have two versions of songs they play at that point in the game where if they're winning by a lot sure sweet caroline if they're losing something more sinister like the mets, have an, the, the mets have an eighth inning karaoke sing-along where it's different votes every day today it was voted stacy's mom last night was wagon wheel uh billy joel piano man is the classic they go with a lot I wanted in sync to win last night. It was either it's going to be me lost by one percent to wagon wheel. I can. You're wagon kidding. Wheel's fine, but what, what would you vote for, wagon wheel or it's going to be me? It's going to be me. Yeah, definitely. Okay. I see. I would go Backstreet Boys over in sync, but if it's in sync or something else, in sync by default. Yeah, and Backstreet Boys yeah. longevity is more impressive. Where in sync kind of quit early. Uh, I always said if in sync were going tour now, though, I'd give up my first child that I haven't had yet. And uh, give that up to see NSYNC on tour. Because I have seen Backstreet Boys. I have seen Backstreet Boys on tour. And they still go on tour. So those tickets aren't hard to get. But if NSYNC were to reunite and go on tour, it could be Taylor Swift level of expensive ticket. Like, it would I think be. it would be right there. It would be. The new era of them. Their era's tour. And they could do all. Joey Fatone would be there. If they all were there, that maybe. I might do it. Britney City Spears was there too. Yeah. Well, I've, I've seen Britney as well. She is yeah, fantastic. Same. And I just saw the Britney Spears musical. I highly recommend oh, you once, did? A, once upon a one more time. Yes. Oh my God. Yes. And now we'll see the oh. Barbie movie this weekend. I am just, I might as well be a white girl. It's just, exactly. it might be it's, might... it's yeah, it's, it's basic bitch summer. That's what I mean. It's no, I, nothing wrong with that. That is my life. So exactly. it's all. Yeah. Yeah. I saw Britney when I was in like 
elementary school. And those were the best times. Cause it's just so like, no, no stress. You just go see Brittany and she's like, everyone be, be good girls and be nice to your mom and be nice to your teachers. And be, it was just like, wow, life lessons with Brittany. And now she's it like, please sweet. save me. <laughs> A lot has changed in Brittany Spears life since then. I saw her when I was like 19. Anyways, this weekend you're with Beck UL. What would, what's some of your best bets? Do you like, like, Jaron Duran, two plus bases. What are some of your go-to bets for Mets Sox as someone who's watched both teams? What are you going to ride with this weekend? You think I would say Jaron Duran's definitely in there, and on it, yeah, I'd say bases for sure. But I might even go home run, and I might do a, either one or two home run props for tomorrow night. Having going to be there, I want to see some home runs. So I would think Justin Turner would be in the mix as well because his bat is hot. And to start the season, I was very shy about taking Devers because he didn't seem so great at the plate and it many he was very very streaky at some point it's like why are they paying this guy so much money i know he's raffy devers and we love him but it's disappointing to see him strike out with the bases loaded so much but i might take him over total bases maybe tomorrow night too in terms of mets i mean pete alonzo uh, I would take him maybe or uh, I would not Hanna. take him right now. He's hitting 200 <laughs> and he literally can't hit a lick. He can't field. And he's, as Figgy calls him, he, he's looking like Dave Kingman with his two yeah. batting average. I, I mean, he is due. He did have an RBI single in his last at bat on Thursday. So he could be due for a, a Fenway uh, green monster Homer. But yeah. my God, Pete Alonso has been really bad. I well, would say I, strikeouts has been a favorite bet of mine saying, I don't know how you guys are against right hand pitching, but Team's first time seeing that ghost fork ball. You ladder the strikeouts, seven plus, eight plus, nine plus could be a decent. That's a good point. I would look at Sanga's strikeouts and over on that, over on Cutter Crawford strikeouts might be one. Paxton also in his start. Nimmo, maybe. Nimmo's hot. Nimmo's a good bet right now. Um, so I would take Nimmo two bases for sure. Yeah, that's a good one. And I, I last season I would take Pete Alonzo over total bases all the time. He was my total bases king. Now, not so much. It's been a tough go for him. Devers, too, but this this season, not so much. Well, Lucy Burge will be in the building Friday. It's not looking like I'll make it. We'll see. TBD. Hope you do. Follow on Twitter, at Lucille Burge. And if I go, I'm going to eat something better than a chicken finger or a hot dog. I'm sorry. We'll get something better than that. Don't worry. We'll, we'll branch out into maybe the New chowders. England. So, yeah. Oh, they have chowder. The lobster roll has got to be better there than is at City Field, I would imagine. I imagine you've had it before. I have not. I'm not a huge fan of lobster. However, a, nothing like a summer hot chowder to really get your, your baseball feelings in motion. You don't have that accent, I feel like. You're from there your whole life, but I feel like maybe some words you say, but I haven't heard too much of an accent. Well, you know why? I'm from Connecticut. Ah, that's right. Yes, you are 860 and I'm yes, Well, yes, 860-203 split. So it's it's very on the line of Red Sox Yankee territory. And that is why the Mets are the perfect team because the enemy of my enemy is my friend. Well, we said, I texted you that 203, you said is Metro Soxual, which you need a, a yeah, shirt. You, that was you, credit to you. And you said 860 was just trees. I guess people trees. are just it's smoking trees just like, or just chilling by trees, smoking them, yep, looking the at The woods. Them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's true, too. You could do that. It's probably in the woods. A lot of people do do that. <laughs> In the trees, smoking trees in the eight smoking trees, rocks and boulders, and yeah, that's trees. What a world up in like the Hartford area. That's eight six zero. I don't know. There's so many parts of Connecticut I didn't even realize existed that people tell me. Same, I see new towns all the time. 
I lived there 10 years. A new town. Yes. New see new town. Oh, there's so, that one too. Yes. I, I guess. <laughs> nicely done. Very nice. There Follow you go. Twitter, at Lucille Bird. Check out her bets. BetQL Odyssey Sports. She does a great job over there. And uh, may the best team win, Lucy. It was good to have you on Amazing But True. And if I don't see you this weekend, I'll see you at City Field, hopefully in August. And uh, we'll we'll get your you and your mom the buckets and the milkshakes and and all the food that City Field has to offer. Yes, we got a plan for City Field, and you are the best. Thank you for having me on. And may the best team win because the best team will. I'm a crazy man. I'm a deranged man. Alrighty, that says goodnight to episode 163 of Amazing Mature Mets podcast from the New York Post. Thanks to Lucy Burge for coming on. Great stuff, high energy, and um, we'll see if I end up making it there Saturday. We'll try and get some content at the game, and I'll, I'll say I'll eat more than a hot dog and chicken. I mean, I get that wherever. I want to try a lobster roll there, considering it's New England. They gotta have a better lobster roll than the field, I imagine. Clam chowder, I think I've only had maybe once in my life. I don't think I've had it enough, so I can't be the truest clam chowder evaluator. But that'd be good content, me eating a lobster roll and clam chowder up in Boston. Thanks to Andrew Hartz and the intern Nick Guzman for helping me in producing this show. Make sure you subscribe to Amazing But True on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, Amazon, wherever you get podcasts. Give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. Write in a nice review. And if you're watching this, or if you're not, subscribe to the New York Post Sports YouTube page. Watch it there. Follow Amazing But True playlist and get us there. Give us a thumbs up. Let us know below. What should the Mets do at the trade deadline? Can they still turn this thing around? Let us know in the comments and tweet us at Jake Brown Radio and at Amazing But True. Well, the Mets will take on the Red Sox. And really, this is a huge series for them. If her prediction comes true and the Mets do get swept, it's pretty much a lock. They will be sellers because they will be out of it. If they were to sweep, which they can't sweep the White Sox, I don't think the changing of the colors of the Sox and going on the road is going to change anything. They do sweep. Things get interesting. You the Subway Series and the Nationals. Maybe you're within five games. Then this final week before the deadline gets interesting. But really, at this point, just win the series. Sweeping, it just looks unrealistic for this team. But sweep or two out of three, take two from the Yanks, three out of four Nats. And that'll put you right around 500. And then we'll see what happens on July 31st and August 1st. And that trade deadline. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Me and Nelson Figueroa will be back on Monday morning after that Red Sox series, Sunday Night Baseball. Enjoy the series in Boston. If you're going, have a blast. Follow me on Twitter, and I'll let you know if I end up there. If not, enjoy the series in Boston. We'll talk to you Monday. And as always, let's go. Do it for the kids. The kids are off from school, Mets.